Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome back to <laughs> Jack Stop Smiling. Sorry. Jack Stop Smiling. I'm trying to do the introduction. Hi and welcome back to Evolve with Jack and Susanna. This is the real shit, Jack. Let's oh, go. We're actually recording? Yeah, we're going now. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing amazing, thank you. I'm on my first day of my holidays. Shoo-hoo! Which is always <laughs> incredibly Nice. Mm, finally. Yeah. Can have a piece of relaxation and time creativity. for some, yeah, time for some creativity and sun, good being food. outside, good oh, food. I love this like sun, food, boom, boom. It's like a battle. <laughs> holidays are about. Yes. <laughs> and how are you doing? I'm doing good too, thank you. Mm, enjoying being here. And before we came here, we also had a trip to Sweden, which was very very nice. Seeing my family again and. Visiting my hometown. Yeah, just connecting back to, to Sweden is a good reminder for me of my roots and where I come from. And I think I've been underestimating it quite a lot when growing up. The amazing town where I come from. But I got a, a good reminder now when coming home again. What gave you that reminder? Just the fact that I'm grown up with so much nature around me and also the water just like running through the whole town is quite incredible and it's so small as well. Mm. What and, do you think of Sweden? And to let everyone know, Susanna lives in a small village in the forest. I don't which... live in the forest, Jack. I live in a small town in Sweden outside of Stockholm. It kind of is the forest. I still think it is. Just when because you, sit you can on the see balcony, the trees. Yes. There is just loads of trees and there's lots of forest around. Kind of in the middle of nowhere. I think Sweden has to be one of my favourite places now. It's gone up. 
this makes me so happy <laughs> with that robot voice. Well, compared to London, which is like go go go, you got your the Wi-Fi's, the, the signals, the 3G's, like zapping your brain with everyone being really stressed out and rushing around, and then you go to Sweden, which has some air which isn't polluted or poisoned, and yeah, you can actually breathe, which feels great. Mm, the air is so nice in Sweden. I love the air. So like you can properly feel in your inhalation and your exhalation that you're actually getting energized through the it's just air. The oxygen. It's actual oxygen that hasn't been poisoned by our pet. <laughs> yes. So you, as you can hear, we do love Sweden. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're here now in Portugal, but we're just valuing the time we had in Sweden too. I'm mm. sitting here. We've been on some travels. Mm. And um, yeah, we're recording this a bit in advance as this is our last week now being together before I go for some traveling in Sweden and then to, to France and you'll go back to the UK. So we have the episode up and running during the summer, but we hope that we can still give you a good time of listening and that you will enjoy this episode, even though it's a little bit in advance. And to get into the topic of of this episode. We were thinking about it earlier today when we were sitting down the beach and uh, it came quite natural to us that we want to talk a bit more about addiction today with you. Literally just because we have been discussing this in between us the last couple of days and we just realized that we are surrounded by quite a lot of addiction in different aspects of our lives and it feels very nice to share this with you. It's a bit more vulnerable and hopefully can encourage other people to talk more open about families and the relationship we have with different patterns in our life. Mm-hmm. I feel really excited about this episode. So See where I. it takes us. It's going to be a, a fun topic. Mm-hmm. Maybe going quite deep. I love that you say that it's fun. That's good. We need to have a positive attitude towards deep topics too. Yes. It's not about killing ourselves in sorrow. It's about diving into things the light mind seeing it and also enjoying it as usually with talking about addiction and topics that are a bit more sensitive there are usually a lot of emotional attachment to it and we have our past experiences affecting how we feel about it so we're humble to it as well agreed do you want to start with telling me about your your relationship to addiction do you on your own have any addiction I I used to have a lot of addictions to alcohol at one point, which was between 16 and maybe 20. I went out drunk most weekends for parties. I'd always be drinking. And then in university, I was then definitely addicted to, to weed. That was every day. And it would be boring if I wasn't smoking weed, which is quite funny now to look back on it when I had my dad offering me to to smoke weed every day right now. Mm. And I'm like, "Ah, definitely not. It doesn't suit me anymore. So your dad, do you think he has an addiction to weed? Yeah, I'd say he's got external addictions, both alcohol and and weed. And did you get introduced to weed through him? No, No, to be fair, I had actually done it before. In a park with friends. And then my mum read my text. I was talking to my friend regarding how much weed to pick up. And this was when I was about 16. And my mum needed to borrow my phone. 
because her one had died, I just got a new phone. So I thought I'd delete all the texts. They didn't delete. And then she read some of the messages and saw that I oh, wow. was picking up weed. She wasn't very happy. <laughs> How did she react? Not very well. Not very well. No, she was really concerned about who I was hanging around. She was like, she felt like I was going down the wrong path. Maybe. But yeah, after that, I, I stopped at that point. And then I got reintroduced to it in university. And why did you start taking it in university? I mean, I, I wasn't against the idea of taking it. And I, I took it one time and it was really fun. There was a lot of giggles and I couldn't stop laughing. And how and does it make you feel? Or how did it make you feel? It makes you feel, of course, relaxed, but you find things more amusing and you can go into deeper topics and it makes you feel quite expansive at times. And my whole flat, like there was four of us and we all smoked weed, but we'd have some really cool conversations. You can get really into music and listen to that and kind of zoom into it or maybe like watch movies and it would be even more interesting than normal. So that was the reason. And by that time, I found it really hard to think about not because it was so much funner taking it rather than not. And I also ripped my dissertation about cannabis mm. and I was smoking it whilst doing that as well. So, yeah, that was of interesting. Course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> You're funny. And then after university, when I got more into the kind of self-development realm and I kind of realised, okay, I have to step up here because if I want to create this amazing life, I need to cut out bad habits and addictions. And weed was definitely one of them for me. And as I stopped, interestingly enough, you just naturally go off it. You really just stop losing that craving for it. So, yeah, it was, it was interesting now to see back on it where I have no craving whatsoever to, to cannabis because I feel good actually most of the time now there's no need for me to crave anything else do you think you were using weed to really just please the side of, of you that was a bit bored and understimulated from being at uni and the like the studying and yeah definitely i mean just naturally you you do your work but what else is there like you just chill every day basically mm. and it was much funner to chill and smoke weed and feel that feeling of expansiveness and talking about these cool topics, which actually did get me more into this realm of self-development and thinking outside the box. So it did me a favour. And it's, I think it's like anything, an external drugs or addictions that you're seeking something. And I was definitely seeking something, a feeling of more unity or expansiveness, as I just said. Yeah. And uh, how do you feel now when you're not on it? It was easy to quit, obviously, but do you feel like you miss it? It, it wasn't easy to quit. It took slow integration off. And I think actually a big reason for me stopping is because when I was going into work, my head was really foggy. So at uni, my communication skills, my vocabulary wasn't very good at all because I was smoking it every day. So my communication was struggling a bit, actually. And when I went into work after doing it, I could really feel it in my mind. It was like slow. And reading up about it, it like triggers some parts in your brain that just makes the chemicals really slow. So, yeah, I, I, I had to stop. And now looking back on it, I'm like, getting your natural high is so much better from, from meditation and being creative and having this like exciting vision and purpose. So much better to organically get your highs mm. than the external. Mm. And what about you? Do you have any external addictions or did you? Mm. I haven't had any addiction to 
to weed and not alcohol either. I wasn't too interested in alcohol when being younger. And as I didn't go to uni, I chose to not go to uni because of it being involved with a lot of alcohol. And I've never been interested into it, but it's interesting. I know that I do have a a little bit of an addiction to coffee. (laughs) And I wouldn't say that I drink a lot because I don't. I'm very happy if I can drink one cup of day. Other people drink like three to five to seven cups a day. But I do have a little bit of an addiction to the feeling I get from drinking coffee. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to like take it down. And sometimes I just feel like I value this so much because I have so many incredible memories from drinking coffee with people. And I I think it's actually mostly the Swedish coffee like the filter coffee that we have, it's not the strongest like espresso or the coffee with extreme amount of like fluffy milk and things. It's the normal like filter coffee in Sweden. And dark chocolate. <laughs> and dark chocolate for sure. Every every day. That's certainly not the worst addiction. It's in the not. Way. I know it's not. But <laughs> you know when you just like, I've had periods when I've been eating dark chocolate and I know you like, yeah, it's, it's good addictions. But I've been eating it from time to time without not feeling good about it and eating it more from a place of being stressed or actually anxious. It's interesting because in Ayurveda, like the Indian traditional medicine, you say that anxiety is usually a lot connected to like vata, so a lot of air in your body. And I naturally have a lot of air in me. And I can notice that when there is a lot of air and a lot of change in me, and that usually triggers me to have a little bit of craving for more chocolate. Mm, and from time to time, to get even deeper into this chocolate craving, it was with peanut butter. I love peanut butter, but compared to like two, three years ago, I ate it all the time. I rarely eat it now. I don't at all crave the salty, salty sensation from it. And why do you think, do you think most people get addicted to certain things? For the same reason, anxiety. Mm, for sure, definitely. Everything that can damp our emotions or satisfy us for the, for the present moment to calm us down, for sure. And I don't want to stop eating dark chocolate and I won't stop drinking coffee, at least not for now. But it's more the relationship I've had to it. I can notice when it's been a bit of an addiction. Why, why do you think you didn't have any like craving for alcohol or or weed was that because of where you grew up or do you think that was a natural thing i don't think it's because of where i grew up because a lot of the people i was friends with before they definitely are more interested in alcohol than i was and that i am at the moment every spirit has its own evolution and i feel like maybe i've had lessons and challenges with alcohol and drugs and things before in previous lives and therefore the craving of it and the social like part of it it's not very interesting to me I feel very like clear on that side that it's not for me and I don't have to spend my time doing it and I had a period when I felt quite a lot of guilt towards not being interested in it so when everyone else was making the choice to go partying and etc. So much guilt for me. And then guilt and anxiety is all related. It's all in the core. We feel it and it goes up to to yeah, the way we maybe eat. 
And a chocolate. Got <laughs> so when everyone was partying, he was just scoffing down some dark chocolate. To... Yeah, and exercising quite a lot. You know, as I said in the in the first episode, had a bit of a period of exercising quite a lot. I feel much better about it now, and I appreciate like the fika and everything in a whole different way. Like I worship having a fika. Especially with like with you or a very good friend where you can dive into topics is top three best things in life for sure. Mm. But I don't know. Sometimes I think maybe I have some emotional addictions, and those are harder to define or to even face. But I've had periods when I've been thinking maybe I am a bit like addicted to the feeling of guilt that I have a pattern of feeling guilt in situations where there is no need to feel guilt and I'm actually just playing out the same stories I've done before. I don't think it's the position of being a victim. I don't feel like I'm victimizing myself, but I feel guilt for not saying the right thing or seeing other people being hurt or, yeah. And why do you it's think you've got, why do you think you feel guilt? I think it's connected to not trusting fully that what I'm doing and how I am is good enough or that it's okay to not always um, be in a certain way to fit in. And I don't think it's actually something that's present longer. Like I don't feel as much guilt now. But yes, before definitely when growing up, especially during the teenage year and the transition out of like upper secondary school into this adult life of working and picking career, etc. More guilt then. Now I feel very, yeah, I feel better about it. And how do you feel? Do you have any emotional addictions? We, we talked about it earlier and I think the only one I could fully come up with was always seeking more. And I know I've know about this and I've written about this about the hero journey and it's very important to always enjoy the journey and enjoy now because no matter where you're striving to get to you'll be seeking more anyway striving is great but to keep wanting more and more and more can cause a misbalance of not enjoying the present moment so for me I think the the an addiction or emotional addiction is the feeling of not being enough or not being good enough right now. So I feel like I haven't achieved what I'm looking to achieve yet and therefore I don't feel as good. Mm. So your focus, like your addiction is to be focusing on the future. Yes. And always moving forward. And I spoke about this to one of the coaches and they, so we spoke about core values in the last episode But what can attach to the core values is saboteurs or what they call saboteurs. And when I spoke about it to the coach, he said that that value of striving to do better and better and self-actualize is also attached by someone like a judge that should be, you know, you should be doing better or you're not doing good enough. Mm. This constant voice. Mm. So that comes up a lot. Maybe not a lot, but it certainly comes up and shows its head. So that would be an emotional addiction, certainly. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Do you think any of your family members have addictions or have placed their addictions on, on you? They definitely have addictions, for sure. Different addictions. Some are good addictions and some are less nice and good addictions. I've experienced growing up with a mom who works a lot. And I would say that she has definitely during periods of my life been addicted to work and the sensation she gets working and whether that comes from her growing up and the expectations that has been on her and her achievements and her performance for her value and her worth in life I, I can't say but her addiction has definitely impacted how I've emotionally felt and maybe that's also been a key part of why I've chosen to go so much with the heart and following my own core and my my actually passion instead of just working for the sake of working. She loves what she does. I know she does. But it's hard seeing people around you work a lot and feeling like they are doing it because they don't really know any other way of living. And sometimes I feel like she might have missed out on parts of my life and my siblings' life because of her not being present. Compared to my dad, who I feel have had a much better work-life balance. And this has been since, again, since I was a young child. I wonder if any of my siblings have some addictions too. I know I don't want to say any names now, because it's not very nice towards them. But I think there are some addictions too, like emotional addictions as well. And sometimes I, I feel like... It's hard to judge as well what is someone else's addiction because it's easy for me to say what I see and how it impacts me. But I don't know. And when it comes to my dad, I wonder if he has any addictions. It's been more with my mom and her her work-life balance 
And also I would say that she's been addicted to some emotional parts as well. Mm, so maybe feelings that she's been feeling through her whole life, they've definitely impacted me. And sometimes I think I've been trying to carry some of those emotions for her to release the part of the addiction. Maybe out of loyalty and love and care. But it hasn't been very beneficial for me. And it wasn't until, I would say, a couple of years back, like 18 years old, that I realized that, wow, I'm definitely carrying things that are not mine to carry. It's so hard to let go of that, though. And I think it's very common. And how about you? Do you feel like you've been witnessing some addictions in your family? And if so, how, how has it impacted you? I certainly have witnessed a lot of addictions in my family. I mean, to summarize the addiction would be alcohol in all my family really has had alcohol addiction. And I have to say, that's where I really respect Sweden, which has a, to everyone knows from the UK, is Sweden have a specific shot for alcohol, which is presented very nice and shuts at certain points and it's very much treated like it should be. Whereas the UK, there is alcohol everywhere like promoted and I think for people that have alcohol addictions it's very very hard to get off it if you live in the UK because it's just everywhere and it's how you socialize I think both my mom and my dad have had a lot of alcohol addiction how has it affected me I'm very very detached from it now I think when I was younger being 16 growing up yeah I drank lots of alcohol but then again most people did my age so I don't know how much I can blame it on them I don't I don't know if I would have done that anyway I think with my mom it's a bit more painful to see because the consistent drinking of alcohol not that she's a full-on alcoholic but maybe a glass of two wines an evening still isn't beneficial to someone's growth so it can still hurt a little to see it. Why do you think she chooses to drink? It's a crutch. It's a crutch for anxiety. As you said before, I think it's alcohol can put you in a state of relaxation, but more so I would see it as kind of a numbness. It can make you a bit numb to how you're feeling if the emotions that you're feeling are painful. And we need to, to deal with emotions. We need to really feel them and let them go. And alcohol is almost a way of getting around that. But of course, it doesn't suit in the long term. And my dad's even worse when it comes to drinking. But I feel more detached from that. I'm so used to it. And maybe it's worth to say as well that you haven't been living with your dad when growing up. You've been more close to your mom. Mm. And that has definitely impacted. Because you've been so close to her. She's been a very, very key person in your life. And your dad has also been a key person. I'm not the one to to decide this for you, of course. But when being around you, I've definitely noticed that. Growing up with your mom has impacted more so. And you're detached to your dad because he's been on a distance as well. Like He hasn't been here. Yeah, that's, that's very true. I've... And how do you feel when you're around him now here in Portugal? And there is a daily consumption of, of alcohol? Um... I, I feel I feel detached, mostly. 
I, I think there is, of course, a feeling of disappointment, but it is a difficult question. I don't know if I'm completely detached and you know I just kind of ignore it because I'm used to it, or there is a little bit of pain there. Maybe there is, but I think going on this this journey that I have done, it allows me to feel less emotionally attached, possibly, but it hasn't affected me that much as far as I know now, like in terms of me wanting to drink lots of alcohol. In fact, it probably turns me off more, if I'm honest. So... Do you feel like you can impact any of your parents with their behaviors and their addictions? No. Have you tried? I have tried, especially with my mum. But people need to to sort out their own mess, in a sense. Like You are the only one who can help yourself, no matter how much support or encouragement you get, even though it can very much help. But if you aren't the one who wants it badly enough, it doesn't make a difference. And I've kind of got that to that point as well. It's their own path and you have to let that be and accept what is without getting too attached to it. I agree. And maybe when I was younger, it did affect me more, certainly. How? Well, I would say this is more in the case of like the emotional addiction, which for my mum would be the self-esteem. She's always had lower self-esteem and growing up you 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 feel it no matter and this isn't just towards my mom this is toward any parents who mostly have addictions like it just is the way it is and we're becoming more self-aware now than we was back when when they were kids they didn't have as much help so it definitely has an effect on you and how when you're a kid of course because that's the way you see things and that energy can go on to you and then you can start feeling the same way so it definitely had that impact but one that brought me benefits such as from being a shy kid it now makes me a bit more humble and I can understand that and have a bit more empathy for more a wider range of people which is great that's amazing Mm. so important qualities to have when you meet people and especially when you're working with people as you want to do and you're doing at the moment it makes you Incredible valuable. Mm. Incredibly valuable. And it's interesting. How would you say the best way is to get over an addiction or move past it? I would say, as you mentioned, that it has to come from the person itself. And I've been witnessing before being close to other people who have had alcohol in their family. And it's so painful because even though family members might be trying to help out... In the end of the day, it's always up to that person. And in some specific cases, you need a lot of help. And if you're not willing to take the help or the person doesn't know why it needs help or can't understand for who they're doing it for, it won't lead anywhere. And I know that we can impact. We can inspire and be supportive and caring, but we can never like meet the fire with more fire. It doesn't solve any problems. But there are other addictions as well like abusive relationships, etc. Both between family members and partners and friends. You could go as far as saying we're addicted to our past and how we're feeling emotionally. This book I'm reading now, and it talks about how every pattern that you do, it creates a neurological circuit in your brain that is going to 
keep you doing the same thing every day, which is why so many people find it hard to get out of living the same life over and over again, releasing the same hormones and same addictions and cravings. So it's incredibly difficult to move on from it, especially if you're not aware and if you don't have enough motivation to put in the effort to move on from it. And the only way to do that really is to have a belief that you can do anything because I think that's what most people miss is a kind of belief that you can do amazing things with your life. Mm. And if you don't realise that, of course you're going to get addicted to external things because what else is there? At least from my experience with now alcohol and weed, the reason that I got addicted because there was nothing else out there, at least at that time. Mm. And I see it now, I would say, from my own age group, going out, drinking, it's just, it's the best that they know of. Mm. When actually the highs you can get from life and self-development, I mean... There no, it's on no, a whole new level. There is no comparison. Yeah, but it's hard to say that to someone who is addicted to alcohol or only knows alcohol or the culture of alcohol and socialising. No, I, I agree. Everyone's on their, their individual path, but... Mm. You know, we choose our parents before choosing this life and arriving to this earth and to, to this specific path. And not everyone could handle the situation as you have done with your parents. You can see from me when I'm around it, I get much more triggered because I'm not grown up in that environment. I would say my parents very, very rarely drink alcohol a few times a year. So I don't know how that is. But then when I see one of your parents having alcohol and they are inviting it in such a natural way, it triggers me. But I look at you and you're very calm and it's inspiring for me. I'm learning from you and from seeing their relationship as well. Thank you. I mean, in a lot of cases, like even when it's close family members, as I just said before, you can only do so much. And if you don't accept it, you're just taking on emotional pain on their behalf. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't help anyone. In fact, it just makes it worse. And I guess that's how I, I see the situation now. It's like I, I can't do anything. I can always try and say things, but... There's no need to feel any emotional hurt here. I don't know how easy that is to just say. I think I've just got used to it. But if I felt pain, I'd just cause myself suffering. Yeah, you have to focus on your own life at points. Like, you can help a family as much as possible, but the more you can self-develop and, and improve and be a good example, that's the best thing you can do. Keep doing your best to just improve and implement good habits and well I think we wrap it up here as it's actually quite a it's a heavy topic actually mm, it's very heavy I feel it in the room yeah and that's okay too yeah, I really want to say that I feel humble to all people going through addictions and family members around and partners around such a big way of learning to work with patience and your own values and detaching from what other people are going through and focusing on your own well-being. But it's so easy to say. When we see family members suffering, it's, it's painful. Mm. Absolutely painful. Sometimes it makes you feel a bit helpless. At least I feel like I 
I would love to do more and be able to make a change. But again, it's sometimes out of our own control and we have to just accept and let it go and send love from a distance. And that's maybe the only way if we find it hard to help in actions, if they don't accept that, to send love in a mindful way. Mm. Mm. I completely agree. And do we have any advice for the people listening? If they're in a position of of knowing other people going through addictions? My main advice, I guess, which is, is easier to say than done, would be to accept and respect where they are in their journey and know that they are where they need to be. Always. It is what it needs to be. And value your own well-being more so than other people around you first. Yeah. The only one that is going to make you happy is you. So Mm -hmm. if you can find any tools that can help you along the way, like meditation or maybe it's coaching or any type of support groups or new circle of friends whatever can lift you up and help your spirit to feel connected that's very very valuable so i want to add one last thing which i guess (laughs) is for people that maybe has addictions themselves and i mean this is most of us to be quite honest whether that's emotional or external but is to highlight what you're addicted to and ask yourself why you're addicted to it and the why is so powerful all the time and again journaling as well so sitting there writing down what what you're addicted to whether again whether that's emotional or external asking yourself why is you feel addicted to that and be as honest as you can with yourself and and look at that route and see what you can do to overcome that we uh, look forward to speak with you soon again and uh, let us know what you thought of this episode as well and jack enjoy your holiday and your vacation i will thank you very much Mm, and i'll enjoy it with you and take time to relax here in portugal as much as possible hey (laughs) he comes with the classical hey What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.